hello, hello, and welcome to Let's Clear the Air with Dr. Melissa, the Purpose Prophetess. Um, I want to welcome you to our very first inaugural episode. And uh, just to let you know that I'm so excited that you decided to take the time to make us a part of your day. As I said, I am Dr. Melissa, the Purpose Prophetess. And let me tell you a little bit about how the Purpose Prophetess was born. Uh, in 2018, I had been married at that time for about 29 years to my college sweetheart, my ride or die, the Clyde to my Bonnie, all of those great uh, analogies. This was my husband. This was my business partner. This was the father of our four children. And we had been blessed to start a behavior health business in 2015. And in 2018, we were at the crux of the explosion of the success of our business. So it was a very, very exciting time. Now, unfortunately, in 2018, um, one morning I woke up and my ride or die wasn't moving so well. And I really couldn't figure out what was going on. And um, being a, night, a wife of 29 years, um, I had nagging down to a, a science. And so after much nagging, he agreed to go to the doctor so that we could get him checked out. And even on the way over there, I'm thinking this is, you know, a quick fix, something's going on, we'll get it fixed and we'll move on with our life. Um, however, at the doctor's office, uh, there were sounds and bright lights and people whispering. And, and then finally, the doctor with the very, very sad apologetic eyes who came in, looked at us and said, cancer stage four, brain cancer, terminal. And so in that moment, the earth moved for me. Everything that my, my well-crafted life, my purpose had been built on came tumbling down. It crumbled beneath my feet and my world as I knew it drastically changed. And so it was from that shift, that seismic shift that happened in my life that created the awareness, the recognition for the first time in my life that I had pretty much relegated my life to all of the things that I thought I was supposed to be. All of the titles that we sometimes embrace titles of being a wife and a mother and a CEO and a sister and a daughter and all of those titles that are very important. However, I found that for me, I had become those titles. I had relegated who I was, what I was supposed to do to that. And so it was from that realization that I was living a life where I was co-authoring I was a contributing author to my story and not writing my story that gave birth to the Purpose Prophetess. And so when I talk about Purpose Prophetess, as you can probably gather from the title, um, I believe that there is a significance to purpose. I believe that knowing and walking in your purpose is so critical. 
I believe that it's critical because believe it or not, it aligns and it frames everything that we do. It, it sets the foundation for the choices and the goals that we have. When we are aligned with our purpose, it becomes easier to do the things that we need to do because there's alignment. We're no longer trying to do all of the things because we have clarity and we have a focus. We have a compass that charts out our journey. And we're able to make decisions and choices based on whether or not they fit into that overall course. Knowing your purpose help us, helps us to focus our energy and to be clear in what we want. And most of all, being purposeful and knowing your purpose helps you to be authentic. Who are you for real? Who are you? What's important to you? So we're going to dive into a few things that I think can help you to not find your purpose because I don't believe it's ever been lost. I just believe like a Christmas present under the tree, it's just wrapped up and we just need to become like kids and start tearing off the, the wrapping paper so that we can get to the goodies that's inside of the box. So I'm not going to talk to you about finding your purpose. I'm going to talk to you about the things that you need to do in order to uncover the purpose that has always been there. As I embarked upon this, this journey, this quest to uncovering and discovering and walking in my own purpose, I developed a, a process, a method, because you guys, I am, so I am Dr. Melissa, and part of that is that I'm just a super nerd when it comes down to processes and, and, and research and methodology. And so I developed a seven-step process that I call the purpose method. And if, you, if you're around me for longer than 33 seconds, I love acronyms. I think it's because as I get older, it helps me to remember things. But purpose is an acronym. Um, let me tell you a little bit about the purpose method. The first P is about prioritizing fulfillment. And that's about self-care. And we'll get into that more about that later. The U is what I call use what you got. The aura is recalibrate your circle. The P, the other P, is for putting feet to faith. The O, overcoming your fears. The S, setting intentions and goals. And the E, which is exactly what we're going to start with, is evaluating yourself. This is the seven step purpose method that we're going to delve more into. So let's talk about the first step into uncovering your purpose in my purpose method. And that is evaluate yourself. And for each of these, I'm going to just touch lightly. We're going to delve into these steps a lot more deeper as we go on with um, with the other episodes, but I want to touch on it just to give you uh, an introduction to this purpose method that I think is so critical for you to start uncovering and discovering your purpose. So evaluate yourself. The first step for anything that you want to fix or change in your life is recognition and acknowledgement. It is so difficult to fix or change anything that you haven't yet acknowledged. 
And so when it comes down to this very important step, evaluating yourself, it's an invitation for you to drill down deeper. Really, when we're talking about uncovering your purpose, you need to give yourself permission and to give yourself grace to take that time with yourself and ask those very, very important questions. Questions like, am I fulfilled? Am I doing the things that I truly always wanted to do? Am I living the life that I had dreamed of? Am I comfortable with me? Am I happy? Am I authentic to myself? Or do I feel like I'm living a, a life that's scripted by everyone else? And so the first step as far as evaluating yourself is really about an honest assessment. And you guys, I can tell you that it is sometimes a painful step. It is not always um, part of the comfort zone because what I'm inviting you to do is to challenge your status quo, challenge your life as it exists. Ask yourself those questions that you may not be willing to say out loud to anyone else but it is an opportunity to say, I am living the life that I feel called to, or quite honestly, I'm not, and I'm not even sure where to begin or what I'm called to do. Okay, so let's talk about the second step in the purpose me method. And it's actually the O. So you guys, I did, I went to public school, but I do know how to spell. So we are going to be all over the place with respect to the acronym. But the O in the purpose method is overcoming fears. One of the byproducts that comes from the self-evaluation journey that I just ask you to take as a part of the step one is to drill down and not only ask yourself those, those critical questions that I mentioned, but also to drill down into what's been holding you back. What has been standing in the way of you becoming who you are called to be. And what I have found is that fear is one of the major critical things that hold us back. You know, it's fear that tells us that we're not good enough. It's fear that tells us that we're never going to lose the weight. It's fear that tells us no one will ever really love us. It's fear that tells us that the business will never work and we're going to fall flat on our faces. It's fear that tells us that we're too old or it's too late. You know, fear will keep you standing on the shore, watching others sail away on the boat. And it's the same fear that will keep you clinging to the edges of the boat when other people are called to walk on the water. Fear will cause you to miss opportunities and open doors. Oftentimes it's the same opportunities and open doors that you've been praying for. I'm gonna tell you a really quick story about fear. Up until uh, last year, when I was 52 years old, I had been on a plane three or four times. Now, when I tell you I was terrified of flying, please believe me. <laughs> and it's not that I didn't want to go places and see things and experience different things. It was simply that my fear of flying was so great 
that I wouldn't allow myself to do so. Now, I wouldn't admit that I was missing out on opportunities because I wouldn't fly because I was afraid. Oh, no, 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 never that. I would say stuff like, I ain't trying to get on no plane and spend all that money to go to places I can see on TV. Or I would say, I don't have time to be flying all over the place when I need to be back at home making some money. You know, we have a real uh, knack for making our fears sound really, really sexy. And I was a champion at, at, at that. But I will tell you in my quiet times, when I looked at myself in the mirror, I knew the truth. I was scared. And I was allowing that fear to hold me hostage. And so last June, I was given an, another opportunity to be in a room that I never thought I would be invited to. But it required me to fly to the Bahamas alone. Uh, now, I want you to understand that even with the three to four flights that I had been on, I had never been alone. So here I was standing at the crossroads of letting fear rob me of another opportunity or getting on that flight afraid. You just simply, I learned you can't wait for the fear to leave you because it may never be gone completely. You have to move in spite of the fear. And so I did just that. I did it afraid. So um, I got on that flight and it changed my life. And the truth is I've been flying ever since. I fly everywhere now. I don't even want to drive. Now here's the crux. Here's the, the, the teaser. I'm still a nervous flyer. But I absolutely refuse to let that fear keep me from experiencing all that God has for me. So the next step in the purpose method for uncovering your purpose is the S, which is setting your intentions and goals. It's all about living with intentionality. You know, there's the old adage that if you are failing to plan, then you are planning to fail. And believe it or not, there's so much of that that's true. And I'm not um, necessarily talking about you have to be a list maker. I am, but that's just, that's my thing. But I am talking about we have to be intentional about where we're going. If we're expecting to arrive any place, there has to be the intention that the place exists and we're trying to get there. Uh, I recently heard someone say, you're either preparing or repairing. And that really struck with me because I was like, wow, yeah, if I'm not preparing, then oftentimes I'm having to repair what I did not prepare for. So when it comes down to setting intentions and goals, we'll talk more about smart goals and we'll talk, we'll dive into goal setting, the science of goal setting. But I want you to know that if you want lasting change, you have to be intentional. Living with purpose means being goal-minded, okay? The next step to the purpose method is the aura. And I call that recalibrate your circle. You guys, this is a big one. And I'm going to touch on it, but I promise you this one right here gets me, it gets me moving because so much of what happens to us has to do with um, our circle, who we have around us, who we have speaking into us. Uh, if you go back, even scientifically, we are most, most of us and, and what we are is a compilation of what we were taught and shown. 
And so your circle and who's around you is so important. Um, but here's the, the thing. Uh, it, it can be a double-edged sword. It's so good to have people around you. I call them credible others who are able to see those blind spots that you can't see, who are able to encourage you and push you into those things that you need to do. Oftentimes, those things that you're afraid to do. Like for me, being afraid to get on the plane, I was blessed to have people around me that said, get on the plane. You cannot miss this opportunity. That's great. But the flip side of that is that sometimes we have people in our circle that do not serve that same uh, value. Because everybody that's in your circle is not necessarily in your corner. And I'll say that again for the people in the back. Everybody in your circle is not necessarily in your corner. There are those that are in our circle that are very, very committed and attached to our history, who we used to be. And they are less willing to release us to our destiny. These are the folk in your life that will remind you of where you fail, uh, what you don't do well, where you came from. And they're less interested in allowing you to become. And I'm not saying that it's out of malice. I'm just saying that they are very attached to the you that they know. And they're not that willing to allow you to become who you were really called to be. So part of recalibrating your uh, circle is about um, having the courage to understand that elevation sometimes equals separation. Just logistically, if I rise here and you're there, me elevating will create distance. And that doesn't mean that that person does not belong in my life, but it does mean that I have to be courageous enough to go to where I'm called to go, even if that person is not willing to go with me. So let's keep, let's keep going with the next step in the purpose method. And it is the you, and I call that use what you got, not what you have, it doesn't sound as good. Use what you got. So here's what I know. If you're taking the time to watch me right now, it means that you probably have something burning in your belly or the realization that something might be missing. You have big dreams and goals that you want to accomplish. But far too often, we find ourselves stuck in a rut. And we look for the excuses of why we can't take action. And we allow those excuses to keep us from walking in our purpose. Now, there are many, many excuses. But one of the biggest excuses that we use is not having what we need whether it's money or resources or knowledge and education or time, we use these excuses as a way to avoid taking action. So we tell ourselves we can't do something because we don't have the right things. And I call this the old, when I, then I game. When I get some money, then I will start the business. When I get more time, then I'll go back to school. Hey, when I lose 20 pounds, then I will have the confidence to meet somebody new. When I get me a man or a woman, then I'll be happy. And all the married people says, hmm, hmm, right? <laughs> uh, you may be thinking, even with hearing me say that, and I've, when I've said that to individuals before, they've said, well, Dr. Melissa, that's easy for you to say. You have a doctorate degree. Um, if I had that kind of education, I would do this and those. But what I want you to know is that the moves that I've had to make, the risks that I've had to take, 
all happened long before I was blessed to finish my doctorate. So I want you to understand that not having what you need is a sexy excuse for not doing what you need to do. Because most often, what we need to get started, we have right in our hands, okay? That leads me to the next step of the purpose method. And that is about what I call putting feet to faith. Putting feet to faith. Putting feet to faith is really about taking action just acting. We talked about using what you got as an excuse to not move. Putting feet to faith is about doing. You know, in the uh, Christian faith, there's a scripture that talks about faith without works being dead. And I'm not here to indoctrinate anyone, but I want to give you the context of what I'm saying. Sometimes we have these beliefs and we, we believe that, hey, if I, if I will this to be true, if I have faith in this, if I believe in this, it'll happen. And I call that the name it and claim it. I'm going to name it and I'm going to claim it and it's going to happen. But what I want you to understand is that in addition to the belief and the, the ideas and the passion, at some point, you're going to have to do something with that you're going to have to take a calculated risk. You're going to have to take action. And oftentimes we, we're, we're not willing to do that because we live in what I call a time of microwave mentality. You know, it, it means we want our stuff now. We don't wanna go through the process. We don't wanna do anything. We wanna punch a few buttons, wait three and a half seconds and poof, like magic, our blessings appear, our businesses appear. Six foot four, fine, fit, and rich appears. Our weight magically disappears. Um, you know, we, we're not willing to go through the process. And so putting feet to faith means after you have uncovered, after you've evaluated, after you've identified fears, after you've set those goals, after you've looked at what you have in your hands, you got to actually do something with it. You got to take action. You know, I started this episode by telling you a quick story about that time in 2018 when the earth crumbled beneath my feet. And you know, it was the, the eye opener was that I was staring in the mirror at someone who I didn't recognize. I had become what everyone needed me to be. And I had lost myself somewhere in the midst of all of that. And so the last step to the purpose method is the final P, and I call that prioritize fulfillment. Fulfillment. The concept of prioritizing fulfillment has to do with the fact that you can't feel others until you yourself are full. Said a different way, you've got to be full before you can truly pour into anything or anyone else. You have to pour into yourself before you pour into others. And so this is all about self-care and understanding that pouring into yourself before you pour out to serve others is not a selfish act, but it's a necessary one. This step is a reminder that for our own well-being, we have got to be intentional, there's that word again, about making sure we're serving from fullness 
and not scarcity. You know, when we neglect ourselves and constantly give out without replenishing, we risk burnout and exhaustion. We start to feel depleted, resentful, and we can even lose our sense of purpose. Uh, and I, I want to make sure that you understand that and be clear that serving others is a noble calling. It is my calling. Serving others, whether it's through our work or relationships or community involvement, it is a noble endeavor. But we cannot pour from an empty cup. Just like a pitcher needs to be filled to pour out, we have got to take the time to replenish ourselves physically, mentally, and emotionally. I'll leave you with this. My mentor says it this way. You need to fill your own cup first and then serve others from the saucer, which is the overflow from your own cup. I remember when I first heard that, it was mind-blowing because I had been conditioned to believe to just pour, 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 pour. And what I found is that I, I, I was depleted and lost my way. And so what's the takeaway from all of this, these seven steps that I've given you? It's all about uncovering and then walking in your purpose. And that purpose is all about who you are called to be. It's about embracing the thing that only you can do and nobody can do exactly like you. It's about realigning and attaching yourself to that thing that sits right here, that, that exists here. And it's not about what we have or don't have or what other people want or need us to be. It's about serving from that place of clarity. This is who I'm called to be, unapologetically, showing up for me. And so what I want you to take away from this episode, if I've halfway done my job today, and I hope I have, is to first of all know that yes, 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 you have a purpose. Every single person on the planet was created and designed for a purpose. And so you don't have to try to find one. You don't have to invent it. You have it. That's the first takeaway. I want you to understand also that finding your purpose is the key to unlocking the door to the life of abundance, the life of joy, happiness, the things that sometimes we lay in the bed at night and look up at the ceilings and think about and ponder and hope and wish. It is, that is lying at the center of your purpose. And if you can identify and unlock that purpose, most often you're going to find that life of abundance. You're going to find that the profits, you're going to find the joy, the love, all of those things that we're looking for can be best served by walking in our purpose. The final takeaway is that I want you to understand that fear and doubt, the two dirty cousins will always exist. So finding your purpose will not necessarily mean waiting for those two culprits to leave because most of the time they don't. They love to stick around. They're like that house guest that will never go away. And that's okay because we can do what we need to do afraid. We don't have to wait to stop being afraid. We can do what we need to do with sweaty palms and knocking knees and still walk in and tap into our purpose and live the incredible lives of abundance that we were called to live. So 
if you are interested in hearing more from me and, and working with me and learning more about me, uh, please I welcome you to join the free community that I have curated for like-minded individuals that are seeking their purpose and many of them also looking to start or scale, scale their businesses. They're looking to have financial freedom and create a legacy of generational wealth. That free community can be found at community.purposeprofitess and profitess is spelled P-R-O-F-I-T-E-S-S dot com. And you can also join me on my website, which is purposeprofitess.com. So I want to thank you all so much for joining me for the inaugural episode of Let's Clear the Air. I'm looking forward to having you back for future episodes where we'll delve more into uncovering and discovering your purpose. And we'll also talk a little bit about how your purpose can generate profits. So how you can start getting paid doing what you love. You can start getting um, doing the things that you're made for instead of working the job that you're just being paid for. Okay. So if you have any questions, any comments, please feel free to subscribe below, leave some comments below, like us, love us, all of that good stuff. And we'll see you soon. Take care.